1: Welcome Welcome to Warrior's Wrap-Up. Wrap Curry takes another three, it's up and good! He's got 62! On 95-7, the game. Has to wise but off the pick and he flies in for a dunk. Jam! Oh, by Ubre! He caught it right at the restricted area and slams it home with a left hand. Here's John Dickinson and Ryan Covey. Covey. Wiggins off a pick by Draymond. Wiggins passes to the wing. There's JTA
3: again, and he buries another one.
2: How big has he been? Three threes tonight. 95 all, JTA above the break. Yeah, and it was 95 all with 443 to go on that one. Toscano-Anderson three, some big buckets for JTA. Uh, also, Nico Mannion pitching in. Another fantastic performance from Jordan Poole. But on the whole, not enough for the Warriors to complete the sweep of the Grizzlies. Grizzlies win those final five minutes uh, of this basketball game. And they do it by a 16-8 to eight count as the Warriors Uh, lose this one and drop to 22 and 21. We welcome you in here to Warriors Wrap-Up with John Dickinson and Ryan Covey. A lot to chew on and unpack from this one. Hell of an effort on the second night of a back-to-back for the Warriors, but uh, not exactly the offensive prowess that we saw from Golden State last night. And, And to me, Uh, There's a lot we can get into about those final five minutes, a couple of miscues, maybe a coaching gaffe. uh, But to me, the Warriors lost this game before the final five minutes simply because they didn't make shots at the rate that they did in last night's game.
1: Yeah, no question, J.D. I mean, 34 percent. They end up shooting uh, from the floor, 31 percent from three point range. Memphis was beatable tonight. I, I know that this was technically a free roll, whatever you want to call it, uh, but this is a disappointing outcome because this was a game with a little bit more execution down the stretch. The Warriors could have had it, and, and I think you, And that's where it will be filed for me going forward, another one of these games where you know the Warriors certainly had their chances to win it and, and didn't get it done, uh, and, and ultimately you'll take the, the, the trip and, and you know the, the winning road trip and all that, but I think at
2: the end of the day, this was one that they could have had tonight and probably should have had. Well, you said it. I mean, Memphis was beatable. Uh, They looked as shook tonight and unprepared to play as they did last night and and maybe even in in some ways more. I mean, the Warriors had uh, the Grizzlies, I I thought, in the second quarter uh, flat out ready to get down 10 or 15 again, kind of like last night. But the Warriors just uh, a lot of quick shots. Some bad shots. The ball movement was was dramatically different. I, I think part of that was Memphis, though tonight. I mean, the one thing the Grizzlies were hell bent on doing was making the game as ugly as possible, and, and the Warriors were able to hold themselves up, but uh, in particular in the first quarter because they got to the free throw line a ton, uh, and in the first half. So you had to like where the Warriors were at, up two at the break, uh, but just never able to get separation. Uh, were the Warriors in this game? It goes probably in a little different category for me. I don't. I don't know what the exact category is. I mean, it's it, it's an opportunity missed. It, it's not the ilk for me of Orlando or Charlotte or even sure. the first San Antonio game or, or anything like that. But but it is definitely a, a missed opportunity. I think there, there's no doubt about it. And, and yeah, as a whole, 2-1 and one you'll take. I, I think you know, Draymond Green, I give him credit, and it sounds like he's going to be okay after that ankle tweak. I mean, he said last night after the game, told the team, hey, th- this isn't a, a free run tonight. And, and he backed it up in terms of sticking it out and staying in that game despite the, the tweaked ankle but uh just just not enough unfortunately uh for for the warriors uh in this one to get the sweep
1: yeah and look there was a lot of guys that that brought big performances unfortunately you know, on a night where you don't have Steph Curry, if Andrew Wiggins and Kelly Oubre are going to combine for 8 for 27, uh, it, it, you're probably not going to win that basketball game straight up. You know, another nice night for Jordan Poole. He pops off for 26. Um, has his ship come in? I'm going to say yes, John Dickinson. Uh, but regardless, just they just didn't get enough. You know, Smiley Geach obviously thrust into a role, got in some early foul trouble. Uh, he wasn't ready, you know, for prime time yet. I think we all knew that. And that was a big ask for him dealing with, the, you know, a guy like Jonas Valanciunas, particularly Valanciunas uh, maybe in a bit of a cantankerous mood after last night but you know i think the warriors still played good team defense they they you know had a had a lot of hustle and heart on display tonight uh, but it it, it just it gets filed under another chance that you had to win a game, It's you know, and you didn't get it done executing down the stretch. I mean, look, it doesn't certainly doesn't fall under the category of the Orlando game or the Charlotte game, anything like that. But it's just you get 72 cracks at this, right, J.D.? And then you add them up at the end of the year, and how many did you get? And this is one they could have got. Uh, certainly it would have been like finding a $20 bill on the couch. But, hey, there was a $20 bill on the couch. They just didn't reach down and grab it.
2: Eight 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 nine five seven nine five seven zero triple eight nine five seven nine five seven zero. Where do you put this game? Who do you put this game on? And and where did the Warriors lose this game? I think is kind of the question of the night and the direction I, I want to go with this. Uh, was it the final five minutes? Was it uh, Steve Kerr and the Warriors coaching staff not calling a timeout when Andrew Wiggins gets trapped and it leads to a turnover, which basically ices the game uh, for Memphis. Uh, Jordan Poole was back in the game with nine minutes to go Uh, tonight. I jokingly put it out there on Twitter. Hey, Steve Kerr's trying to chase this one. Imagine if I had put that tweet out in January. Jordan Poole back in with nine minutes to go. Warriors are chasing wins. But it was true because Jordan Poole was that good, and the Warriors needed that offensive boost. Draymond Green was back in with about 740 to go. I mean, once the Warriors had a shot to win it in the fourth quarter, they they definitely went for it. Uh, And we'll hear from Steve Kerr momentarily on on a couple of those things that that we've already touched on uh, just a little bit here off the top of the show. But uh, for you, what what do you pinpoint as where this game was lost before we hear uh, what Coach Kerr had to say? I think they,
1: they didn't put separation between them and Memphis when, when Memphis was vulnerable. I mean, the fact that it was so tight down the stretch, the Warriors had, had basically taken this game over uh, for, for a, a reasonable stretch. And, you know, certainly in the second quarter, uh, they just didn't hit enough shots. And, and it was really, uh, I don't want to say undisciplined play, but certainly bad shot selection uh, for yeah, me, shooting definitely. early in the clock. The ball movement got a little stagnant. So for me, it was just not, not crisp execution, it, but it's... It's hard to come down on them for that when you think about. Well, you got Jordan Poole playing the point now, and Smiley Geach as your uh, your basically your starting power forward, starting center, whatever you want to call it tonight. Uh, so you know it, it's and and then just not making enough shots. I mean, straight up, like you know, the, Memphis didn't play great defense. I just think the Warriors settled for some bad shots and and they missed quite a few open looks too. Last night they were hitting them. Tonight they weren't. I mean, you said it, partner. Make or miss league, and uh, they didn't they didn't make enough. And you know, Memphis wasn't exactly blazing a trail tonight either. But then it was also. So, you know, execution down the stretch. I mean, Memphis made just enough plays. They should feel very fortunate that they got a split, though, in this uh, in this little two-step.
2: Well, especially considering the fact that the Warriors didn't have any of their bigs by the time this game started tonight, and no Steph Curry in, in either game. I think it really is one of these situations where both teams probably feel fortunate. The Warriors more with a, a bad taste in their mouth because they feel they could have got the two, but... They do get out with the split. They do get out with a 22 and 21 record. They do get out with Draymond Green uh, being able to finish that game. Uh, we'll keep an eye on him and his ankle over the course of the next couple of days. And they do uh, get out uh, in position to, to start getting some guys back over the course uh, of the next week. And it's uh, three more games off the schedule and it's a 2 and one road trip. The Warriors hadn't exactly been playing very well on the road either. So, uh Any way you can get a a two out of three, I think at this point, uh, you have to take it if you're the Warriors. Let's hear from Steve Kerr uh, a little bit earlier than usual here on Warriors Wrap-Up because there were some key questions uh, in the postgame Zoom press conference. Uh, First and foremost, uh, let's uh, get the answer from the head coach as far as where his disappointment and frustration level was at the end of this one.
4: Uh, it wasn't so much the finish. I was I was disappointed that we just let them off the hook. You know, we had every opportunity in the second quarter to take control of that game. And we just made too many mistakes, you know, too too many um, one-pass possessions. You know, last night, we had one of our best passing games of the year. The uh, ball was moving. And uh, we had, like I said, second quarter, we had every opportunity. The game was wide open, and it was right there for us. And we, we had them on their heels. And uh, we, we just, we didn't, seize the opportunity and uh, we let them, let them hang around. We let them off the hook. And then in the uh, third quarter, they were able to reestablish themselves. And I thought we lost the game in the second quarter and that's what I was frustrated
2: about. And and the irony there is they lost the game in the second quarter and the second quarter was the only quarter. The Warriors won in this ball game tonight, actually outscoring (laughs) the Grizzlies 27, 21, but it could have been more And Steve Kerr echoing uh, a lot of what we've had to say here in the early going uh, of this program regarding just you know, some of the bad shots, it's always kind of a catch-22. Like, w- was the ball movement, and Steve Kerr talks about this, and he did address it later on in the in the press conference, are the shots going in because you're making the extra passes? Uh, you know, or or are they just going in because they're going in, and when they go in, you're more apt to make the extra pass because you're feeling like the whole process is working? I think at times you can get a little impatient when shots aren't falling and the game does get mucked up. The way that the game tonight was uh, by the the Grizzlies with all the fouls and, and different things, it's hard to get in, in any kind of a flow. Uh, and or you know, and Steve Kerr addressed this later on. He, or are you not making shots because you're you don't earn the shots to go in because you're not playing the right way? It's one of those chicken or the egg conversations. Not sure there's a a, a total full answer there, but I think uh, I, I think the Warriors did get a little bit impatient, maybe in part because the shots weren't going down.
1: Yeah, for sure. And that's where you can start to press a little bit. Uh, I, I, he went full Dennis Green there, RIP to the great Danny Green, talking about we let him off the hook, right? We, I thought Steve Kerr was going to bang the podium and say, if you want to crown him, crown their ass. But then I remember he was on a Zoom call. Uh, but yeah, I mean, look, the, the, there's when you're playing a road game, especially shorthanded, the fact that they had action at this game and you know, the, Memphis just didn't steamroll them, that, that speaks to their competitive spirit without question. But you know, there there's stretches in every game. Like, what's the old adage in the NBA? Everybody makes a run, right? And and when the Warriors had their chance in the second quarter, uh, when they were in a really nice rhythm, and, and Memphis seemed like they were game to maybe just turtle up and get down by, you know, 15-plus points, uh, the Warriors just didn't do enough executing. And I think there was a little bit of frustration there. And, and look, that'll happen. And that'll happen for a jump-shooting team, right, J.D.? I mean, you know, the Warriors, they shot 41 threes tonight. And when they're not going down, uh, you know, you can tend to maybe press a little bit because you know you're having – you know, what essentially amounts to empty possessions. And, you know, you're trying to make that up. And, you know, you're not seeing the gains that you would, even though you're selling out on the defensive end and getting a lot of stops and making life tough for Memphis. So I think there was a little bit of frustration in there. But, I mean, you just, all you got to do is look at the box score, right? I mean, Damian Lee was balling last night. He goes, you know, one for five, one for four from downtown. Oubre, four of 13. Wiggy, four of 14. Uh, you know, Draymond ended up kicking in seven points. I mean, Jordan Poole and Juan Tuscano Anderson, those were the two guys that showed up and balled out tonight uh other than that you know I think by and large there was a lot of guys that just straight up didn't do enough I mean not that you would expect them to be in a position to win the game they were uh and and just not enough guys executed so that's you know you're usually not going to win a game when you can only look at like two guys and say definitively they played really nice games
2: Yeah, Wiggins, not the same game for him. He was a key cog. Obviously, Looney was was one of the big four last night. He wasn't even uh, available to play. Jordan Poole was Jordan freaking Poole again, and we'll get to that coming up as he pitched in 26 uh in the ball game tonight and and you nailed it as far as damian lee goes and eight of 14 and a four of eight from three uh last night and, and tonight it's one of five and one of four from three and and the offense just wasn't there uh let's get to to more from steve kerr uh one of the big questions, and I think a lot of the frustration on, on social media and from the fan base, was the play where Andrew Wiggins got trapped, uh, through a bad pass, winds up leading to a, a bucket the other way for the Grizzlies that basically ended this game in the final minute and a half or so. Uh, here's what Steve Kerr had to say. He was asked point blank by Monty Poole of NBC Sports Bay Area what should have happened on that play, and here's what Steve Kerr said.
4: I should have taken a timeout, Monty. That was my fault. Um, As soon as I saw him trapped, uh, I should have run onto the court and taken a timeout, and I didn't do that.
2: So accountable, uh, Steve Kerr typically is in that situation. Uh, I I think, for me, that happens too much. I mean, this is the second time now, the Charlotte game, where you've got a situation, and he tried to call timeout, called it too late. Uh, I mean, is there any c- concern level with you? I think sometimes uh, – uh, Steve Kerr's a great coach. I do think at times he he gets a little lost in the moment in in, in some of those situations where, you know, you, you got to be thinking the game. you got You got to be thinking game management at, at all times. And I think if there is maybe a, a, a theory that, hey, the Warriors haven't had to win a lot of games that way with, with calling the timeout at the right time because they've had a lot of talent, that's the kind of thing that makes people kind of wonder, like – you know, be, you, you'll, that, the Bill Belichick's are calling time out and making sure that that happens, and their staffs always have their heads in the game. There, not a big right. thing, but but it's something that that does frustrate fans when an obvious play and you've got everybody probably screaming, "Call time out! Call time out!" in their houses, and it just doesn't happen.
1: Yeah, I, I don't think there's any doubt. And I think, you know, Warriors fans have a right to be somewhat frustrated with that. Uh, you know, look, Steve Kerr obviously has the accolades, um, but nobody is above having a rough night at the office. Right. And, you know, I always admire the accountability factor. I mean, it, that kind of thing. Starts at the top and it will permeate through an organization. If somebody has a gaffe or you know wishes they would have done something a little differently, especially when you can kind of draw a straight line between that and not getting the desired result, of course, which is winning. Um, then you, you appreciate that kind of accountability. And uh, you know, look, Steve Kerr's human. Uh, it was a tough moment, certainly, but I do think there's there's something to that. I mean, his sometimes his in-game coaching, you know, whatever you want to call it, the engagement, the you know, the attention to detail leaves a little bit to be desired every now and again. It's nothing. It's not anything that's like going to be very high up on his resume right or you know when when we think about what Steve careers uh you know represents but you know nights like tonight hey you should have called timeout straight up and he owns it you take it on the chin and you move forward uh like anybody else who makes a mistake in a in an in-game situation you hope maybe next time there'll be a little bit more uh, a little bit more awareness there but I appreciate the acknowledgement doesn't help them though uh, they still ended up losing the game and he still should have called timeout
2: 8, 8 957, 9570. Warriors wrap up with John Dickinson and Ryan Covey here on 957 the game as the Grizzlies beat the Warriors in this ballgame tonight 111 to 103. So Golden State 2 and 1 on the trip. They get the split in Memphis. You couple that with the win in Houston and the Warriors' uh, long flight back and then they'll uh, have a couple of days off. Uh, off day tomorrow, then a practice day Monday, and then they'll go at it against the Philadelphia 76ers on Tuesday night. Uh, inside Chase Center. Uh, let, let's uh, hear about one of the more positive uh, aspects of the night, uh, and that was uh, another big game for Jordan Poole as he continues to flourish in the starting lineup tonight again for Stephen Curry. 38 minutes, 26 points. Here's what Steve Kerr uh, liked about Jordan Poole
4: Fantastic. He's been fantastic every single game since, uh, since he's come back from Orlando. Um, really proud of Jordan. Uh, happy for him for uh, uh, the, the success that he's having. Uh, he's earned his confidence. You know, that's the main thing, uh, putting all the work in. He's earned the right to, to play well and to believe that every shot's going in. And uh, Jordan, Jordan looks great.
2: Yeah, the, uh, the hard work absolutely continuing to pay off for him. And he was asked after that, uh, a, a follow-up, from Anthony Slater uh, of The Athletic. Hey, Steph's coming back. You know, Mm -hmm. guys are coming back. Does does he need to be playing more minutes regardless? And I think the answer to this question was already going to be yes, and Steve Kerr gave a very succinct and almost curt yes. So, I mean, Jordan Poole's going to be playing. He's already in the rotation. I'm excited to see how far he can take this thing between now and the end of the season because if this keeps up, this is going to wind up being a a real find for the Warriors. I know you always point out, you're right, he was a first-round pick, but, I mean, a month ago, I would not have, hell, two weeks ago, I I would not have thought that Jordan Poole would have the potential to be a major cog in next year's rotation. Uh, He's on track right now to be a cog in next year's rotation if he can continue to keep this up. I don't think there's any question,
1: and the Warriors need bench scoring, right, J.D.? And I I was waiting for the question of, so when Steph comes back, is he coming off the bench now? No, I'm I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, Jordan Poole has certainly earned the accolades. He's shown a lot of growth. Look, time will tell if if this is here to stay. I, I would, just based on... You know, the eye test, the optics, just watching his growth from where he was at last year to where he's at now, the comfort level. He didn't turn the basketball over. I mean, he's, he's playing a real heady game. And, you know, I, I know we had uh, Gary St. Jean was on. And even uh, Nick Ferdell and I uh, talked to him on Warriors this week, a couple weeks ago, and, you know, he, he compared him to Swaggy P, right? I, I think he's getting further and further away from the Swaggy P comparisons at every turn. Jordan Poole's a baller, and he's a scorer. And, look, the Warriors – I, I know that expectations for next year are high. Like they won 15 games last year, okay? So there are no bad ideas at this point, right? And and I, I know that there's a lot of reasons to believe that they're going to be much better next year as they are this year, but they're taking full auditions. There's there's many open roles on that bench for next season. I think we know who the starters are, right? I think that's pretty much etched in stone, barring a big trade, but the 7, 8, 9, 10 role, All open for business right now, and if Jordan Poole continues to play like this, not only is he going to be a part of that rotation, he's going to be like one of the first dudes off that bench next year, and hey, look, with the uncertainty around Klay Thompson's availability next year, just how healthy he's going to be with Kelly Oubre's contractual situation hanging in the air, Jordan Poole, combo guard for the Warriors next year, that is a massively important role. So I, I love where Poole's game's at right now. Of course, as you mentioned, JD, I know you like to take the more conservative approach. I'm a little more emotional about it. Um, he's gonna have to prove it the rest of the way. He's earned that rope, though. And and what I what I also think, JD, he's earned a you know, a bad night or two at the office, too, where we're not gonna say, Oh, it's all coming apart for Jordan Poole. No, maybe he just had a tough night. Like this dude can score. So I think Warriors fans should be stoked on him. And, you know, for all those Dubs fans that like to say, Who's Bob Myers drafted? Who have they developed? Well, this could be one that could be a nice feather in their cap to say the very least
2: absolutely and it's one less skill or one less player that they'd have to go get in an offseason where they still are going to have to go get other pieces so if you if you didn't have Jordan Poole in your back pocket playing at a level where you could pencil him in for some minutes on a team that it, it, it thinks they can do some things then that means that you got to spend some of your other capital, whether it's a mid-level exception or whether it's a, a trade or, or maybe another draft pick uh, on a player that, that maybe can bring some of those things to the table. So if Jordan Poole can keep this rolling, and I'm with you, the the eye test, the numbers, it all looks great uh, right now. And, you know, he's done it now for what, the past eight games basically? And the good news is he's going to get essentially four more, uh, you know, groups of eight games between now and the end of the season to, to right. see just where he stacks up and, and, and just how good he can continue to be. So uh, A-OK at this point, all on track at this point, And that would be a huge add for this team for next season. And again, it just helps you balance the, the rest of the roster out uh, in different ways. I mean, Clay Thompson comes back, you figure out who the who your backup wing is going to be, you've got a guy that can be instant offense, I mean, hell, uh, maybe he winds up being somebody, and, and this might be the next next phase in this thing, can him and Steph play together? I know we saw a little bit of that in the Utah game that the Warriors closed out, he's finished a couple of games uh, for the Warriors, uh, the, the Houston game w- was obviously another one uh, when, when Steph went down, but... If those two can play some together, maybe that offsets some of Clay Thompson's inability to be Clay Thompson right off the top opening night in 2021.
1: Oh, that's a great point. I mean, so much of Jordan Poole's opportunities are are going to be dictated by who we play with, right? I mean, I, I think there's a. It, Jordan because look every time we talk about Jordan Poole the conversation has been well he's not a traditional point guard maybe he's an off guard okay well that's fine uh, so you're going to have to play with the backup point guard and hence the you know the Nico Mannion connection uh, but when you get to next year and and you start to look at who can you play
2: with if he is a 2 are you
1: only going to have him
2: out there with all right, uh, we'll pause here. Uh, John Dickinson, Ryan Covey, Warriors wrap up on 95 7, the game. Having a couple little technical issues with Covey here. We'll go ahead and pause. Uh, we'll come back. We'll hear more from Steve Kerr. I promise Covey I'll let him finish that thought uh, regarding Jordan Poole and maybe him and Steph playing together. We'll get to who's hot and who's not as well as we are with you here uh, until 9 o'clock. Warriors fall in Memphis, 111 to 103. You heard it right here on 95 7, the game.
1: Now get 0% APR or up to $1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.
5: Pool with the dribble.
1: Downstairs goes to Toscano Anderson. Back to pull. Give it go. Left hand. Good and a foul. The prettiest play in the last five minutes of basketball right there. Now, back to Warriors Wrap Up with John Dickinson and Ryan Covey on ninety-five-seven. The Game.
2: Yeah, and it got pretty ugly uh, in the second quarter. Good five, six-minute stretch of ugly, ugly basketball both ways. Neither team able to get much accomplished, and uh, Jordan Poole, was able to get a lot accomplished uh, in this ball game, and really over the course of the last six, seven, eight ball games for the Warriors. Another bright lights kind of a night for Jordan Poole. 26 points, getting the start for Stephen Curry. Not enough for the Warriors to pull this thing out as the Grizzlies win it 111-103. 888-957-9570. Still time to, to sneak in some phone calls uh, for you there on this one as uh, Jordan Poole tied the career high uh, with 26 points tonight, a career-best third consecutive 20-point game, fourth on the season, and uh, he scored in double figures in each of the last eight games, averaging 20.3 points in that span just three total turnovers. So he's got the ball yeah. in his hands, Covey, and he's not giving up the rock, and he's putting it in the basket. Uh, go ahead and finish that thought, my man, uh, before yep. the break, uh, regarding just him and Steph and, and future roles. Yeah, well, I, I think what's
1: going to be important is that he needs to, to let it be known, at least so we know, that he can play with Steph, without Steph. Like, if he wants to be a useful commodity to Steve Kerr and play a ton of minutes, he has to be able to show that he can also play with Steph. Because not playing with Steph only means then that you can play with the backup point guard or that you are the backup point guard. And that's a limited number of minutes because, well, Steph's going to be out there 30 plus minutes a night. So if Jordan Poole is going to be part of this rotation, he basically has to be able to play with Steph, right? I mean, that's, that's really the only option. Otherwise, he's only guaranteed, you know, what, 12, 15 minutes a game. And for a guy that could score 25 and, and, and shoot the way he can and protect the basketball, hopefully he's going to be able to play more than that. So him being able to play with Steph, that's going to be massively important.
2: Yeah, let, let's go ahead and hear a little bit from Jordan Poole. Again, the 26-point uh, effort in the ball game tonight, not enough to lead to a victory. Jordan Poole, seemingly the nightly question here about his confidence level.
3: I feel like it's
4: just it's just the work. Um, it's just the work and you know, obviously I'm young and I got a long career ahead of me, but you know, I really am always gonna go back to, to the work just because I it's been proven, you know, these last couple of games from everything that i did this summer and you know, continue to the point. So I mean, my confidence is never left. You know, it's who I am as a person, it's the reason I'm in this league. it's the reason I made it this far. You know, shout out to my parents and coaches early on for instilling that in me and it is who I am as a person. So um, no matter the performance, I will never lose the confidence um, because it's what got me here.
2: Yeah, and the the hard work paying off, and, and I think it, it's it's just commendable and respectable because and and so important because I think you know fair or unfair, sometimes players get labeled by the perception, and and you know you right. were talking about a couple of weeks ago and the comparison to to uh, Nick Young. To, to Swaggy P and you know what Jordan Poole kind of reminded people a little bit of Nick Young like you know kind of kinda brash and and confident but but would would make some mistakes that would really you know even as a young player a 20 year old coming into the league would make you go what the heck is going on out there so he he kind of gives you that impression with his play wrongly that he isn't a hard worker just just his style and i think at times people get that again wrongly in the back of their mind and so for him and and you know he almost has to work doubly hard again not totally fair but to to release that stigma and and to have the results follow and show, then you can go back and tell everybody, yeah, it was the hard work. And Draymond can tell everybody, yeah, this kid's always in the gym. And, and, you know, Steve Kirk can praise him for what he did in the G League in the bubble. It's not fair but it's it's kind of like Andrew Wiggins with the, hey, he's a quiet, soft-spoken dude, right? He, he's got to yeah. deal with that kind of noise. And I think Jordan Poole has had to deal with the other type of noise. Because he was a confident player, even when he wasn't playing well, he kind of gets miscast as a guy that, that doesn't work hard. And that couldn't be farther from the truth, clearly.
1: I, I think that's a great point. And look... He's aware of the perception, I feel like. I just don't think he cares, and maybe that goes along with being a little bit brash. The The bottom line is, we all know, J.D., there's a fine line – between confidence and arrogance, right? And Jordan Poole's always going to play with confidence and when the shots are going in, that's all it is. It's it's unbridled confidence, right? And when they're not dropping, it's unfounded arrogance. So it's a fine line as long as he's having success though. And look, I don't even think he necessarily, you know, contorts himself that way, right? I mean, he's not at the podium talking talking brash or anything. He sounds like a pretty humble kid and you know, maybe that that time down in the G League humbled him. Regardless, we could tell everything we heard coming into the season uh, after we came out of, you know, covid lockdown was jordan Poole was in the lab working physically he looked great uh fitz and i talked about it he said like when when they had that little camp uh you know in the summer it was like dude jordan Poole is locked in he's ready to go man he was the best player out there and that's obviously carried into the season you know the the opportunity maybe wasn't quite there yet he needed a little bit more refinement down in the g league maybe needed to validate that the success was real but regardless, uh, he, he's here now, and I, I think he only stands to even get better. That's the good news, right, J.D.? I mean, he's, he's played a handful of games, and I, I love the – no turnover factor because for a guy that gets, uh, you know, maybe there's this misconception about him that he's got this kind of fast and loose uh, way about him. Well, fast and loose equates to making foolish decisions with the basketball to me, and he's not doing any of that. I mean, maybe, you know, he might pop off for some YOLO threes, right? And, And, you know, as long as you make them, no problem. But it's not like he's, you know, trying to do stuff that's outside of his realm as far as a basketball player. So if he's protecting the rock and he's making shots, what else is he supposed to do right
2: now? All right, who's hot, who's not coming up here? Uh, I think we just gave you a, a sneak peek at, at who's hot. Uh, <laughs> against my better judgment, against my better judgment here, Covey, I'm going to go to the phones. Body Blow in Colma. Body Blow is up here on Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. What's up, Body Blow? Don't make me regret
6: it. Good evening. Good evening, J.D., Covey. No, I I, I've, I I've noticed, yeah, the um – um. The Warriors flow a lot better when they're playing small ball, and that's because uh, when when the center's not clogging the plane, there's room to attack. I saw more Wiggins getting to the free-throw line. Oubre was able to get the free-throw line. I know he was hurt. That's why he couldn't do this much. And I think Steve Kerr's got to kind of notice that a little bit and not have the center in the way. When, 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 When Wiseman and Kevin Looney come back, to do what he did yesterday, when when Kevin Looney kind of spotted out near the three quarter three, there was more room for everybody to drive. I saw Jordan Poole driving, and yesterday uh Damian Lee was driving, when they when the Warriors have room to drive or shoot, the the, the offense flows better. And I think Steve Curry, yeah, part of it. I think Steve Kerr kind of still learning this team while the team's still learning how to play. He's got to change up a little bit of his. Offensive philosophy, and not always shoot the three when there's like 18 seconds on the shot clock. Try oh. to look to drive first before shooting the three. Uh, it, yeah. it went- Th- All right. Thanks, Body Blow. Good, good call. Uh,
2: we'll we'll touch on a little bit of that. Um, Put while
1: you're ahead, Body Blow. I actually thought that yeah, was – he made some, some reasonable he points.
2: He did. And no, absolutely, he did, and 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 I think you nailed it as well. Yeah, quit quit while you're ahead. <laughs> uh, is look the Steve Kerr offense is not take a, a quick jump shot at 18 seconds on the sh- on the shot clock. The, the Steve no. Kerr offense is is ball movement. Uh, it's not even really shoot a ton of threes like that. I know because it's Stephen Clay, it's kind of been categorized at that. Uh, but there's a lot of opportunities for the mid range. There's a lot of opportunities to get to the basket. Uh, I will say bringing the big out and and creating more lanes for this team in particular to slash, I think that's critical and probably does need to happen a little bit more. I agree with Body Blow on that, and, and yesterday is a real strong example of that. They opened it up basically for Andrew Wiggins to go to work and play a style where Andrew Wiggins could eat and eat large, and Andrew Wiggins took advantage of it And scored 40 points. Now, that's not going to happen every night. I don't even think he's going to get you 25 every night. But they did last night change their style of play a little bit because they had an advantage in that one specific area with that one specific player, and it worked. I do think there needs to be maybe a little bit more of that here and there.
1: I agree, uh, and and look, it's within the flow of the game too, right? And and look, Steve Kerr, it's <laughs> I think it's easy to forget Steve Kerr's gone small plenty throughout his coaching tenure, right? I mean, death line up anybody? Hampton's five, like Steve Kerr's totally willing to do that at, during stretches in the game. But there's also the the Warriors get crushed on the offensive glass every night. The Warriors don't. Uh, the Warriors are in, in the bottom third and rebounding, like. That's an issue for this basketball team. So big men have a role. And even, you know, as far as screen setting, rim protection, like it it maybe doesn't always give you what you want, the desired result on the offensive end. Uh, but defensively, trust me, <laughs> You play small all the time and the long run is going to hurt you. It's just about picking the right times to do it. And I I think, you know, it's also a personnel thing too, right? I mean, Steve Kerr's hand was forced, so he'd probably have to play it more than you'd like to. So over the course of 48 minutes, you will see some stretches where the small ball looks good, but it's easy to forget about the times where, you know, they can't corral a rebound and it's, you know, you're one and done every possession if you miss a shot. Uh, and, And then there's stretches where it really hurts them. So it depends on the opposition. It depends on a lot of factors, but I think ideally, you'd like to have the opportunity or the option to have both,
2: right? Let's get to Dr. Dan in Fremont. Dr. Dan's up next at 888-957-9570. What's up, Dr. Dan?
5: Hey, not much, guys. Hi, J.D. How you doing there, Covey? Good. Hey, man. Good, bro. How are you doing? Hey, the game Good. tonight, you know, what a uh, – sort of a sad one, you know. I hate to say that, but, uh, yeah, they got to learn how to close a game. I mean, you know, Clay Thompson would have done it if he was in the in the system – and uh, he knows how to close out a game, but uh, Pool, I don't know about that. He's got to have a little more experience and a little more forte. You know what I'm saying? A little more drive. Go to the go to go through the, go to the rim more often when you get the sent through that. Because if, if you go to the rim more often, just like Steph Curry's doing, you've got that uh, you've got that phenomenon. Basically, you force the guy to issue, you make him foul you, or else you get you back on the line. That's what got him involved in the first couple of quarters, right? Now all all the times on the line, all of a sudden, what happens in the fourth quarter? No shots. Nobody's going to the line. They're taking three-pointers and stuff like that. That's when you start getting cold. When you start getting cold, you've got to start losing it, man. I have to tell you. So one thing you've got to do is remember, like, Jordan Poole's got to remember, like play like, play like uh, Clay Thompson, you know, play like Clay. If he has to, he's going to have to drive. You don't see Clay dunk very often, but once he dunks it, you know, hey, hey Clay means business. He means business, you know. Get him back on the air. Hey, come on. Get him back on the air. I mean, as soon as we get back, Clay, he's going to get much more better, much more better.
2: All right, thanks, Dr. Dan. Appreciate the call. Uh, 888-957-9570. Mixed bag there. I think Jordan Poole uh, will try and make some sense of that. Jordan Poole, as teams come out and guard him at the three-point line, is going to have more opportunities to get to the basket, and I do think Jordan Poole has shown an ability to very cleverly get to the basket and finish around the basket. So it's another aspect of his game that I do think he can get more aggressive with, but the defense is going to dictate that, I think, to him, and we'll see if he's up for the challenge. I think he does have the skill set, and he has flashed it uh, really a little bit in each game.
1: I'm just stoked that Boomhauer is listening to the show tonight. That's exciting, man. Shout out to King of the Hill. Uh, that's what I thought just called right there. But, look, Jordan Poole's just still getting his feet wet in the NBA. And and I know I know he played last year or some. But, like, you, you can't take away anything from last year other than that was his baptism by fire. Uh, so, look, it, he's still coming along just fine. The guy's out there scoring the rock. He's not turning it over. He's been a willing defender. He's given this team a huge shot in the arm. Uh, And and as far as, you know, the desire to go small all the time, look, the Warriors are a game over 500 right now. And one of their huge Achilles heels is not being able to get offensive rebounds, getting crushed on the glass every night. So – just temper your expectations there. You want to have the ability to do both. Sometimes you need to play with some size, a uh, little rim protection, shot blocking, etc. Sometimes you want to go small. Steve Kerr will do that when he feels it's right. Uh, but it, it, there needs to be a mixture of both, I feel like. And when you can do both as a basketball team, that's that's when, uh, when you know, you, you become even more complete and more dangerous. All
2: right, more from Jordan Poole momentarily, but uh, let's get to Priest in Palo Alto. Priest. Uh, you're on 95-7, the game on Warriors uh, wrap-up.
3: What's up, Priest? I right. appreciate you taking my call, fellas. Listen, the, the Warriors have lost games this year specifically because they didn't have bigs. When their big, you. We, we played small ball, and it showed. We got dominated. They lost this game tonight specifically because they didn't have a big. So the, all the small balls, shut up. Okay, Jordan Poole, in my opinion, his game is getting to the basket. i tell you why. Down there in the G League, man, I saw this kid with an array of moves I had no idea he had. And I'm talking, like, when they were talking about, I mean, he can shoot the three, he can shoot, but his game is getting to the basket and finishing around the basket It's just he is, you know who he reminds me of? And I've been hesitant to say this because I know people are going to react when I say it. He reminds me of a very young Damian Lillard. (laughs) That's who, I'm telling you, this kid can finish, man, going to the basket. So I'm telling you, this kid is just, he's just scratching the surface. He's just scratching the surface to see what's there. His game, I, I, I have a lot of hope for him, him and Manny. When the three of those kids, when soon as Wiseman gets back, the three of those kids are on that second unit, I think is you know, the future of the Warriors. That's how I feel. And I, I know how everybody wants to. And the Warriors, they got to get Curry another ring. These, those three kids are going to be heavily responsible If the Warriors get Curry another ring, they will be the reasons why. Trust me on this one. Okay. Thanks, Priest. Appreciate
2: the call, Priest. Uh, Look, if if the Warriors win another championship in the next, let's say, three years, I would guess that Jordan Poole and James Wiseman are – rotation pieces. I don't know about Nico Mannion, we'll see. I'm going to have to Nico Mannion's going to have to have eight games close to what Jordan Poole's just done in the last eight games before I'm going to say Nico Mannion's going to be a part of the next time the Warriors win a championship. But, you know, he had his moments tonight even. Uh, you know, five big points there at the top of the fourth quarter. His ability to shoot the basketball uh, in the second half here has been I think a pleasant surprise because that was kind of the knock on him. He's very adept at, at creating for others. He seems to have a, a, a feel for uh, running an NBA offense. I mean, the questions for him, I feel like, are going to be on the other end. It's it's can he defend anybody? I think he I think he tries, but I also don't think we've seen teams fully get in attack mode. We're going to take this kid off the floor because he can't guard anybody. Uh, you know, he hasn't seen that level of attention yet. Uh, and the more he's on the floor, the more I feel like, you know, teams will probably attack him. And, and he right. does have some defensive vulnerabilities. But offensively, I'm, I'm pretty, pretty pleasantly surprised with what I've seen so far since the Warriors have been back from the All-Star break.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and if you want to stay consistently good as an organization, i.e., you know, the Spurs in the NBA or the Patriots in the NFL, those are always the standards we talk about, you got to hit on some draft picks and, and young players have to move into formidable roles uh, and maybe even sometimes a little bit ahead of schedule, right? And right now... Uh, you know, Wiseman. I, I guess the the jury's still out, but I still think we've seen enough from James Wiseman. Uh, once we get a full complement of games from him and, and he gets some more experience, he's going to be just fine. Jordan Poole got a little seasoning last year, and now he's he's obviously stepped it up this year. And it's it's kind of one of those. I mean, you know how much I love my dog, right? And and Nucks, you know, shout out to Knuckles. He's getting a little older now, and so the wifey and I we've been talking about maybe getting another dog because having a young pup in the mix with a, an older dog helps keep everybody a little bit young, helps keep everybody a little bit spry. Uh, kind of a you know a shot in the arm a little enthusiasm around the house. Well, it could do that for a basketball team too. If you're a guy like Steph Curry and Clay Thompson and Draymond Green, you know, you've been there five finals, three titles. You've carried this team for so many years and then you see kind of that next generation. Well, I think it it just you know, it, it it's empowering to everybody to want to you you know you got somebody worthy to pass that torch to, all that knowledge, right? It's not it's not going to be in vain. And you know, seeing that mixture, that's that's when franchises hit that that like, beautiful golden spot, J.D., where you've got a, a nice veteran group and then, like, that next group that's ready to take the take the ball and run with it. So, that's what they hope they're building here. Certainly, you know, Andrew Wiggins still has, you know, what is he, 25, 26, J.D.? He's got plenty of, of, uh, of basketball ahead of him. Uh, and then, obviously, the Young Bucks, Mannion and, and you know, uh, Wiseman and, and Poole. So, We'll see what, what comes of it, but that's the goal of any organization. And, you know, Weissman and uh, and Poole for their rights, their first-round pick. So you hope you hit on them, and they're they're there to be able to pass the torch to. And guess what? Steph and Clay and Draymond, last I checked, they they got a few more years left in them, right? So hopefully you can have a little bit of both so there's a time where they all play well together.
2: The the best part about this for me, speaking of just Poole and, and Mannion, is the fact that they're able to play right now, and it's, and, and look, I, I always think you have to look at the upside, but I also think anytime you, you decide you're going to make a change, as Steve Kerr did, you have, to, you have to at least in the back of your mind think, what's the worst-case scenario? And the worst-case scenario would be, hey, these guys just are getting you killed on a night-in, night-out basis in some way, or, or semi-regularly, and that hasn't been the case at all like I, there was some real concern like you know especially those those first couple of games where you're playing the the clippers and the and the jazz and the lakers and it didn't look real great and you pointed it out hey they held their own against the jazz and now you're going to get some other competition and they'll have the confidence level and that that point was right on the money and it and it's it's really come to fruition here over these last 3 games but the best part about this is the fact that Steve Kerr's going to be able to keep playing these guys because they're playing well enough to earn those minutes, and that means that we're all going to get an opportunity to see them continue to develop, and that that's a good thing for everybody. If if they were getting destroyed on a night-in, night-out basis, you know, Nico Mannion, you know, he can be at times struggled defensively, but he's still doing enough offensively, and he's still, you know, a willing enough, trying to defend, uh, you know, and, and, and stick his head in there and, and, and make plays to where you can keep him on the floor. So uh, even at that, especially for the remainder of this season now with 29 games to go, uh, I, I think is a, is a huge, huge deal. All right, we've got a couple of minutes left here. Let's get to who's hot and, and who's not, uh, as it is brought to you by Exergen because accuracy matters. Uh, Jordan Poole, I mean, that's the easy answer to this one. Uh, 26 more points tonight for Jordan Poole. Uh, in for Steph. I, I gave you the numbers a little bit earlier. Uh, tying his career high with 26. Third, uh, a career-best, third consecutive 20-plus point game, and he's averaging 20.3 over the last eight with three turnovers. So Jordan Poole gets the nod there. Uh, it was a hot night for Juan Toscano Anderson, knocking down three of five from three, a plus 15. He changes the game, man, when, when he gets in there, and, and he he's put a, a positive imprint on a lot of games where the Warriors have played well. Uh, who's not uh, tonight? Andrew Wiggins, four of 14 tonight uh overall two of five from three uh compared to the ballgame that he had last night. The the struggle continues for Kent Bazemore, uh two of yeah. seven uh in this ball game tonight. And uh Brad Wanamaker, uh I mean kind of the, the season long member of of who's not hot. Uh an O for four <laughs> night uh for Brad Wanamaker. And yeah, I think he's gonna go back to not playing as soon as Stephen Curry uh, comes back, so that's uh, who's hot and who's not. Sponsored by Exergen because accuracy matters. Uh, Kove, you got any tip ins on that uh, here in the final minute or so before we uh, before we wrap this thing up?
1: Nah, shout out to Juan Toscano-Anderson though, right? I mean, this guy, I. I I hope that he gets more playing time in the second half of the season. And I know this is actually kind of a deep team at the end of the day where, you know, maybe a guy like Juan Toscano Anderson uh, may not have a regular role every night. But I want to see more because I love the dude's story. And by the way, shout out to, uh, to the Travellini family. I'm, I'm actually on remote tonight, J.D. I'm on location, uh, and they're two adorable daughters uh, for, for letting me hang out and do the show tonight. So uh, appreciate
2: uh, Talia and Sienna for letting me come over and do the show tonight, J.D. All right, good stuff there, and that, that's going to do it for us. And enjoy the rest of your evening. Enjoy uh, the off day tomorrow, and then uh, we're back at it on Monday uh, with the final word, 6 o'clock, full four-hour wait. extravaganza on the Monday for the final word. So can't wait for that, uh, and then uh, back on Tuesday with Warriors Live at 5.30. So, uh, wait, enjoy you, the wait, you got, got a of the day weekend. off tomorrow?
1: You got a day off yes. tomorrow, J.D.? You're not allowed to have a tomorrow. day
2: off. Tomorrow is the – yes, it's the first one. It was, it was off six, and then you come back from the, 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 the vacation, and then it's ten straight. And I then, love so, you, brother. So, so this ends the run of ten straight. We'll get tomorrow off, and then we'll run through the next six days. And then we'll get enjoy the next Enjoy it. You've
1: earned it, man. You're a gamer, baby. You're a gamer. So take your day off and enjoy it. I won't bother you tomorrow. I promise.
2: Ah, you can bother me. You can you can always bother me. That anyway, right. that's going to do it for us. Uh, for Ryan Covey, uh, good stuff, brother. We'll talk to you on Monday night. Uh, thanks to Sterling, thanks to Dueling Sams uh, in our <laughs> San Francisco studios uh, tonight as well for helping to put the pre and the post game shows together. That'll do it. Uh, Grizzlies beat the Warriors, one eleven to one oh three. We're back again, six o'clock Monday night with the final word. Uh, keep it locked right here on ninety five seven. The game. Good night.